Hallelujah. Father, we just praise you and we thank you. Whatever be your praise, whatever be on our lips. Lord, we repent for any time that we begin to speak more about the problem than we did the promise or the glorifying of God. Forever, forever. Lord, if I had my choice, I'd choose you every time. Lord, that's exactly what you did. You gave us that choice. So we choose you every single time. I choose to worship you. I choose to praise you. I choose to glorify your name, Lord, in all of our decisions and everything that we do. I choose you, Jesus. Choose you, Lord God, first and foremost, Lord God, knowing that all things come through you are going to be lasting and forever. So my praise will ever be on my lips for you, glorifying you, blessing you, and honoring you in all that I say and do, Lord God. So it is my choice that I stand to rejoice in you. And even that being said, Lord, you've done so much and you've done it so well. How could I not choose to worship you? I bless you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. Father, I thank you for the sanctification of the Spirit of God that dwells in us richly, strong and mightily, Lord God, that we bless your holy name. For you will always, always, when I open my mouth, let it be glorifying and honoring to you. My words, Lord God, magnify your name. Let everything that comes out be a public witness of a display of a purified heart, purified spirit, and of the will of God to come through me like never before. As the worshipers, the worship team did this morning and just saying, Lord God, ever, forever be on my lips. Your love is devoted, devoted ring of solid gold, Lord. It is so permanent. It is so permanent. It is so powerful, Lord God. How could we choose anything other? How could there be anything else out there that we could try to replace that love with? So we give it and we honor you with it, Lord God. You've been faithful to the end and faithful you will be. And we thank you for it, Lord, for calling us your people. You are God. We thank you for this service today, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus, Lord, that you bless everything said, everything done, every word spoken that you will be honored and glorified. And we thank you that you're going to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You may Let's give Jesus praise. Let's really give Jesus praise. Amen? You, you did that like you were mad. Really give Jesus praise. Do it for real. Not for us. Amen. You guys grab your Bibles, your cell phones. Whatever you got Jesus in, let's hold it up and let's pray over it. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. That I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase. Pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. Going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated.
All right, I was, um, and God had given me this message a, a few weeks ago. LOL usually means what? Laugh out loud, but we're going to live out loud for Jesus, amen? Uh, and so it is in our faith that we live it out loud. We want the whole world to know that Jesus is our Lord. He's our Savior. You know, he died for us. He rose for us. That we're born again and we can live eternity with Christ. But, but it comes with a level of boldness. It comes a level of that, that we're going to just, God, give you everything that we have as bold as we can and as bold as we know how as supposed to be. And I, I really just am in such a, a, just a hunger for us not to hide our light. I just think we're just in a time where everything is proud. They're proud. Sin is proud. It's out there publicly proud while the gospel and church and Christians are too busy trying not to offend anybody. And I don't want to be that. I'd rather offend you than Jesus. I'd rather offend people than Jesus. And, and that, therefore, we're going we're gonna to move forward in that. So in Luke chapter 5, verse 18 through 20, talk about your friends. What kind of what friends do you have? Who do you hang out with? Uh, what do you do? It, it says that in verse 18, it says, Just then some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They tried to bring him inside to set him before Jesus, but they could not find a way through the crowd. So they went on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Like, do you think like, and I, I always tell Pastor Don, he's, he, you know, he apologizes when I have to go help him. I'm like, dude, this is the verse I think of when I'm helping you at any time. Anytime, like I'm hoping that, that as we're helping, it's a way of, you know, we're showing our faith and as faith is being seen that you're going to walk in. You imagine if you can't get someone through the door, you're going to, hey, let's climb up on the roof and get them in. And because you're committed to that person being healed, well, that means that your walk has to be that strong. I mean, you can't hide your faith when you walk like that, right? You can say, well, I don't want to offend him by taking him up on his roof. Well, he's paralyzed. So if you drop him, I guess they thought he won't feel it. I'm pretty sure that wasn't what was going through their head, but they said, we got to do something. Your faith has to be active. It has to be alive. It has to be verbal. It has to be uh, something that, that we know that we know that we know that the whole world can see it. Jesus saw their face. The paralyzed man couldn't show anything. And it was, was wild, right? The first thing Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Like, why would you have to tell a paralyzed person? that his sins are forgiven. Maybe that's part of his struggle. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe this is because of, of, of a mistake or something like that is the reason why I can't be this way. So the first thing they have to be is released. I think as, as, as Christians, we are, we are in this place where it takes people of faith to carry others in this world toward Jesus. Do not give up your Christ. You know, it's just like, if we're going to hang out together, it's okay, but I'm not giving up Jesus. We're going to eat together. I'm praying. Like, I, I'm just, and I, I mean, I don't, I hope it's not us, but if it is here, let's wake up and say, I'm not giving up Jesus so we can be friends. I hope we can stay the same, right? And, and we can get along, but I'm not going to go along with that. Right, right. So I don't have to go along with everything that you're doing, but that don't mean we don't have to get along. We get along, but I'm going to be Christian. I'm going to be a believer, 
I'm going to trust God. I'm going to carry my faith because you're paralyzed. If, if it's a really lost person, they're paralyzed in where they are. They're lost. And so they need to be carried up. God, God needs to see our faith for them. But if you hide the gospel, if you hide what you believe, you hide the word because you're trying to keep from, uh, I guess, insulting them about your freedom, that's not healthy. Nothing's ever going to show up. They obviously don't have the faith to show it. The faith to show it has to come from us. So it, it, takes, it takes people of faith to carry others in the world toward Jesus. Because again, outside of the world, when someone is fed up with someone or done with them, they just are done with them. They're fed up and they're done. It takes us who, who've received grace and mercy to say somebody waited on me. I know for sure God waited on me, so I'm going to wait on others. It, it's a, it's a uh, reaction to God's action for us and on our behalf. And that's a believer. That's the faith. That's pull. That's, that's, that's pulling us together. So listen, how strong we are willing to believe opens doors for those who need to receive it the most. How strong are we? And that strength to believe means that strength to stand up in faith and stand up for the whole word of God, for the gospel, for, for, for Jesus. And, 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 you know, see so many times that where, where people like, well, you know, I just think the uh, one lady was telling me that she goes, well, see, we just can't make things Christian because it offends others. So we got to make it universal. We got to we got to call it. Happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. I said, well, but you just kicked Jesus out, so I'm offended. I guess I don't count. And that's the whole point of where we're telling you he's our Savior, he's our risen King, he's, he's glorifying God. At the same person who says they're an atheist, it goes, why do, we, uh, why do we have it where it's, why do we do time B.C. and A.D.? Imagine that. Even your own scientists are trying to tell you there's no other way than we started than there, and there's no other way than we ended than there. It's like they're telling you they can't find another way to count time other than A.D. and B.C., right? And I think it's a purpose, it's a plan for us to be prepared to be to say it. I, I, I believe we are starting to see signs of the time. I'm not declaring on June 38th uh, that, which is no such date. <laughs> I don't even know why I said 38. <laughs> on a date that Jesus is coming back. But there are signs of the time that he is coming. It is going to be a return. So, so people that surround us is either growing in faith or swimming in doubt. And when tough times come, you want those who are growing in faith. Right? Because good. Have friends. Have them do that. But, but you need to make sure that either you are the faith that grows around them or they got faith that grows around you. One or the other. Right? And if they're lost, again, it's like we, there are people who are going to be around that are lost, but they should be able to, God should be able to see our faith around them. Even if it's just being exposed to Jesus, even if it's just being exposed to, to, to the things of God and, and being able to glorify God in those things, they should be able to see it. So because when the struggle comes, we're either going to mentally break down or, or mentally go before God. Right? It, it, is, it is going to anxiety us outside of the will of God or it's going to cause us to cast all of our care upon God. Right? We got one are the other. And I, I want to be that one that casts my care upon the Lord. So what are we carried by? Now, who's, who's carrying us? And sometimes you can be carried by people emotionally, mentally. They can carry you. 
Then think about if that's what you got carrying you, what people think about you, what people say about you, if that's what carries you, they're not presenting you before Jesus, right? They're presenting you for what they can get out of you, right? And I don't want to be mentally and emotionally carried. I want to be faith lifted up. I always say it all the time, let's lift you up in prayer. Let's lift you up in prayer. But literally lift them up in prayer. Literally lift yourself up in prayer as well, right? And, and if we struggle with our memory, I'm not telling you you're losing your mind, but sometimes you can say you're going to do something and forget. What is the best thing to do? Do it right then, right? Jesus says, suddenly, suddenly. So if we, we are going to be immediate about our faith, we need to be immediate about our actions, immediate about the hope of God that's inside of us. So, so when we are carried up, we're, we're lifted up. It is, is there either carrying us? It is, it is, it is. If it is just to have a friend or popularity, if that's the only reason that we've got these people in our life, they will not be able to help us when the situation seems impossible. Right? If I just got, you're just a hangout. But there are some people, yeah, I don't even call for prayer. Because I know they ain't praying. I'm going to lift me. Oh, how we do it? <laughs> you won't lead? <laughs> Man, I can't even talk. You got you're supposed to be lifting me up, man. You're supposed to be do it was so cool at the at the graduation, right before I got ready to do my commencement speech, the little boy shows up late. And he says, God, I meant to ask you if you know him. I think uh, I meant to ask. Anyway, he goes, Am I supposed to be here? Like he had done school so bad that even on graduate, like it was up to graduation day. That was his statement when he ran in with his robe off, like getting still putting it on and he ran up to the dean. Am I supposed to be here? And she goes, yes. Now, I thought it was cool. He asked that question unsure, but he had already brought his family. He's one of nine. He's the second one to come out of nine. After he came out, I don't understand why they didn't stop. But just after meeting him, but, but it, it was such a cool. He was so amped. They couldn't settle him down. Between the two of us, the room was rocking. And he wouldn't sit still. He had to do the pledge. He was messing with his thing. He was, he was like, ooh, ooh, man. And, miss, and he just wouldn't stop. But he had no idea who I was. He had no idea who I was. He didn't know why I was there. And I was just staring at him like, you just keep going. Because we're not going to be bored today. I'm bored today. But then he realized I was doing the commencement. He was like, ooh, you the dude, ooh. Yeah, I'm the dude. Thank you for doing all you did. It's just being able, sometimes we need to still know that God is blessing us and using us, and we need to show up anyway like he did. I thought, like, who comes to a graduation when you don't know if you graduate? <laughs> right? Would, would any of y'all have done that? Like, that's, that's faith on steroids. That's like, dude. Your conflict just gave you a story and invited people. <laughs> you invited people you weren't sure. He goes, yeah, man, I was late getting stuff in. But he showed up anyway, like I'm having my, I guess he figured they can't do them, but tell me to go back home. But that's embarrassing. Like you got folks in clothes. There were people in heels that didn't look like they wear heels often. There were folks in some un uncomfortable gear. And you up here playing, and I think that sometimes we forget, we think that we're going to be embarrassed. We think something's not going to work out, so we don't invite the world to see how God got us through. 
I was like, man, that, I said, that's, that's powerful. I, I said, I don't think I could have done it, but you seem to not care. If it is just to have a friend for popularity, they can't be there when times are tough. If you got a lot of people in your life, we, we do an activity called emotional trust, and it's who can you laugh with, who can you cry with, who can you, who can you be yourself with. And, and a lot of times when you watch people that write stuff on there, and I'll ask them on the list, are there some people not on your list that you normally spend a lot of time with? And they go, yeah. It's time they spend time with people they're not, they don't have to be accountable to. They can't trust them. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rough place to spend time with somebody I can't go, hey, can you join me in prayer? It's a rough time. It's a rough, it's a rough place. But then that means that you're lifting them up. So real faith is alive and accommodates our lifestyle as a witness for the entire world to see. No 007 Christians. You're not undercover. You are on schedule with what God wants to do. So Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 through 6 said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doeth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in shall the, the, the therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Right? Why would I support that way? I want to pull them out of that way. The lady, we were driving to church. The lady was jogging. She stopped in the middle of the street, man, just as like, and was checking her phone. I'm thinking, you trying to die? Like, she started looking, checking, and I'm like, what is, what is she doing? And I guess she just forgot. About 4,000 pounds is about to bring all that back to reality, right? And, and, and again, you get out there in the middle, but you wanted to get her out of the way. We want to get the lost people out of the way. If they stay in that way, that way that's going to lead to death, right, that that is not going to be necessarily, that's not a God fault because they stayed in the way of death. It may be on us to tell them. Right, as I believe it's Ezekiel three twenty-eight or three eighteen or something. One of them, it's got a three and an eight in there somewhere. It's either three eighteen or three twenty-eight or somewhere in there that says, if you see someone in sin and you don't say anything, they'll die in their sin. Their blood will be on your hands. And we're so busy trying to get along, and we're going along with stuff, and ending up, we're going to have to wash that off our hands. But if you see them and tell them, and they still don't change, that's on them. So talk, speak up. So he says, man, don't sit in that counsel of the ungodly because they can counsel you out of your faith and counsel you out of your belief and talk you out of your belief because you become sympathetic to what they're caught up in. You become so sympathetic to what they're caught up in. You be like, well, God can't judge them. Well, God is not judging them. God gave them a way out. God gave them the way out. God gave them the plan. God gave them the message. God gave them the choice. That's the, one, that's the one worship song I struggle with because he opens with that statement, if I, had a, if, I, if I had to choose, I'd choose you every time. But you get to choose. We get to choose whether we worship 
whether I take that extra 27 minutes this morning, <laughs> we get to choose to worship Christ. We also get to choose to not worship, right? We get, it's, it's is on us. It's the body of Christ. We got to choose it. And those of us who have kids, we got to choose to raise our kids. We got to choose to love our kids, choose to feed our kids. Right? And some of those choices were so hard, right? Some of those choices, we knew we were going to raise them. We knew we were going to feed them. We knew we were going to love them. Choose them to like them sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, like that choice is, is there, but we understand that, that uh, Deuteronomy uh, 30 and 19, that I set before you blessings and curse life and death. Choose life that both you and your seed may live. But if you don't choose life, you or your seed won't live. That's the opposite of not choosing life. There it is. That's a choice. That's not, a, that's not the situation's fault. That's, that's us, right? And we got to get people in position to understand it, that you have been given an opportunity to grow out of what you've been through, right? You can grow, actually grow out of it, but if you don't ever, don't ever grow out of it, you're going to go back into it. That makes sense? Become too big for what you used to be. Quit fitting, quit squeezing back into them. Right? If we give a clothes analogy. Right? Don't, don't put them back on no more. And pants gone. Faithlessness. You, there's the possibility of keeping company with people that may not verbally be against you. They may not be against you verbally uh, being blessed, but their faithlessness isn't working for the blessing either. They're not verbally against you. They're just not faithful for you. And you can run around, we can run around and trying to, to be that person for them and trying to be that, hey, I don't want you to be offended. And I don't, want to, I don't want to offend you either, but I also want to tell you the truth, right? I don't want to offend anybody and, and tell them that, you know, hey, you're going to hell. But if you're doing something that's sending you to hell and you won't accept Christ, you're going to hell. That's not offensive, that's love. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And we have to, be, we have to do that. So, so we have to be in that. I, I believe we should have people in our lives that, that don't know God. I, I do believe we should have them in our life because how are they going to find out God if we don't have us around? But, but, but as, as a way of reaching them for Jesus, but their counsel and ways should never influence how we believe. And I think that's what's happening to us today. We can, we can, we can and I see happening to a lot of Christians today that I've been talking to. They've been influenced by the world that they're hanging out with. They've been influenced. Now, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe Christ died. I don't believe that Jesus actually got up. I don't believe that he is the only way. But I love what Bill Johnson say. If there's other ways to get to heaven, God was cruel for sending his only begotten son. That's cruel. If there's other ways to get there, why kill Jesus to do it? Our counsel is a, this is a horrible sentence. I'm going to read it the way I wrote it. This is not going to make sense, okay? I wrote, <laughs> I wrote and I got to read it in cursive, okay? This is not right. Our counsel is, should be filled with those who can't lift us up in faith when things going to bring us down. That's just like, I, I need some medication. But we, it should be, we are counseled by those who can lift us up in faith. That should counsel us. Not, not that we got to sit down and have a, a meeting. I mean, I, I don't have to call you to know that you pray or call you to know that you pray. 
that counsel that I know about your life lets me know we got the same. We're praying in the same direction. We got it. We, we're, we're going. We're, we're blessing God in that way. So that counsel begins to do it. Here, here let's, let's, let's move along to Romans chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. It says, we who are strong ought to bear with the shortcomings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Okay, so I want to stop right there, right? So the, we, we who are strong should lift those who are weak, but not for our benefit. Okay, so not for us to brag about it or for us to become as weak as they are. So there's two ways that we please ourselves. Sometimes we please, our, <laughs> please ourselves to... <laughs> Sometimes we please ourselves to brag about it, and then sometimes we please ourselves to become like. We're so busy saying, see, I'm weak too, see, I'm weak too. No, you got Christ. The Bible says that the weak say I am, right? It didn't say let the weak say I'm still weak. You may still be growing, but the very fact that you got the answer means that you're stronger than the weakness, right? So let the weak say I am strong, but it's not about me. Verse 2 says each of us should please his neighbor for his good. What is the good for my neighbor that doesn't know Christ to give him Jesus? What is the good for my neighbor? That's what's good for my neighbor. Good for the goose, good for the gander. Isn't that a gander? What's a gander? Is it gander? It's not gander. <laughs> Chris laughed out loud at me. Is it, it's gander? Oh, gan but I'm asking, is gander the right word? Oh, okay. I didn't, even, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't even know it was a whole. I didn't even know that was a whole. <laughs> look, look, country girl just bringing it. <laughs> one's male, one's female. For each of us should please his neighbor for his good to build him up, him or her up. If I am just going along with you just to get along with you, I'm not building you up. I'm actually just staying the same way. I'll have to answer to God for that. I'll have to answer to God for that. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults, this, this is so good. This is us, y'all. Should, we should highlight this, and when the world starts telling us this, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. They're not criticizing you, they're criticizing Christ. Don't give up the word because the subject someone's critical. How can Jesus say that? Well, you go, and, you go argue with Jesus. You go criticize Christ, and then you can go from there, right? You, I think you're on. You criticize Christ. Have that part in you. Okay, I got I to keep going. For everything that was written in the past was written for our instructions, None of it was just written just so that they could fill the word and fill the page. And he had a 4,000 word count and he had to get enough words on there so he can go to the next page. No, it was written for our instructions. If y'all like in elementary schools, if you start saying stuff like, pay attention, listen to the instructions. The Bible from Genesis to the maps was not written so it could be forgotten. It was written for it to be believed, written so it could be received, so that through endurance and the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope, right? The only way I'm going to be able to withstand what's going on with me and be encouraged is the Bible. I, I, I can't take it out. 
I can't remove the parts. I can't just get rid of it. It is the scriptures. I, I have to believe it. And just because I have a friend and, and I know we, we were kind of hardcore growing up and we'd have these relatives that would be hard. I mean, especially my, my uncle Melvin was just, I mean, horrible, horrible human being. I, and he's dead, but he was awful. He was, he was horrible. He beat women. He did. He kicked in our door. He almost killed me. But they want me to sit around and believe he's in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the family reunion gets hostile. Just like y'all saw how y'all went. Oh, yeah. You want me to believe he went? Of course, they have to reel it in. And I'm just like, well, then I do know this. If 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 that's the case, it definitely didn't show on the outside. Definitely didn't show on the outside. Because the way he died was kicking in somebody's door and they shot and killed him. But everybody around me, and I'm just saying, I, if I'm wrong, he up there, praise God. I just didn't see it. Right? I just didn't. The, the fruit wasn't there. The fruit wasn't, wasn't there. And, and we would sit there. I remember Tony and I would look at each other and like, okay, so we know what not to do. Those instructions in the Bible... What basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible, are for us and not for us to pass them along to someone else. They're for us to live and then share with others, right? Those instructions, they're for us and for our encouragement. So the Bible just says, and, and, and I think like right now, I've had to re-explain to people Noah's Ark because we've made it so kitty, like it's a bunch of little animals sticking out the windows. And they, there's no definition of what actually happened. So we got the world saying, you can't get all that many species in the, in the ark. And that's not what the Bible says. He said, take one of every kind, every kind of land-dwelling mammal. One of kinds. That means there's like 50, 60 species of cat. He didn't say take all of them. Take one kind and take a little one. Because they can grow and make babies. Well, how, how, did the, how did the dinosaurs get on there? Y'all got, I'm, look, I'm just going to give it to you like it is. How did dinosaurs get on there? Y'all think all the dinosaurs eat people? They didn't do it. They were, came up as, as uh, they were vegetarians. And the big ones. Then, then Job saw one in Job 40. Said it had a tail like a cedar tree, moved like a cedar. It was one... I was telling, we were talking, that's where, you the one, we were talking about this, and one of her said, oh, that was a hippopotamus. Have you seen a hippopotamus tail? It don't look like no cedar tree. It don't even look like a bush. It's like this long, and it looked like a little back windshield wiper. That's a big cedar tree tail on something. That's a big thing. Whatever it is. I can't think of anything's tail that big other than what once was. And as Christians, we got to understand, we got to be able to explain what's in the Bible. And we got to be able to show what's in the Bible. Or we're going to lose this world. We're going to lose them. They're, they're not going to believe. They're not, they'll, they're, that's the one that's set up. Like, how can he get all them animals? Like, I, I'm, you think your boy don't love a good argument. Oh, oh. I love it when they bring up the Bible. 
Love it. So, so we got to be able to do it. The scriptures, so we might have hope. What is our hope? That Jesus died for me and I accepted Christ. I have hope that I can go to heaven. Why wouldn't I share that hope with everybody I come in contact with? So that they could have hope and encouragement. Who am I saving it for? Me? Because that just told me that I should be able to carry and be strong for others, not for my own benefit, not for me not to feel upset because someone got offended or not for me to be upset because somebody may not like me anymore. No, it's not for my benefit. It's for yours. I'm telling you to stop being caught up in that so you don't go to hell. That's for you. I want you to hang out with me on the streets of gold. A believer's deepest feelings must be for almighty God and anything that has that part of us is an emotional idol. Whatever feeling that's not for Almighty God is an emotional idol. It's an emotional, hug it down idol. I'm in love with the idol. Right? Emotional idols will cause people to pursue what they feel more than what God says, and their faith will be invisible. In that relationship, we, we, we see it all the time. People just become invisible in that relationship. They meet somebody. Uh, what, what did, what did uh, Pastor Tommy call them? Foo-foos or Fifi, little fellas at them camps. We have all them kids at the camps and little girls be walking by. And little dudes like, I surrender all, Jesus. <laughs> like, you need to keep your head. He at the altar. So if the altar can't keep his attention... You can rest assured the bus going to struggle. And definitely when nightfall comes, <laughs> you knew what you get. This was so horrible. Like, I don't even think I got much out of it because I would spend my time watching. Like, that little boy ain't here for Jesus. I got to watch him till we get on the bus. He may get knocked out. I'm just going to follow him around. On him. He just is not. <laughs> I'd be like that. Or that little girl. Or the little foo-foo, fee whatever they called him. He called him that. But you become invisible in your relationship with Christ. You become the scotch tape man uh, in your relationship with Christ because you're no longer giving him Jesus. You're just trying to get along with him or go along with him. And so God has is, is, is put us in a place to stay visible. Stay visible in your faith. Stay visible in, in your holiness and, and righteousness and, 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 and in your peace. That, that, that if Pastor Reed and I, if we're, we're out somewhere together, she, she wants us to be visibly together. I don't need to be, have her six feet away from me walking on the side. We act like we don't know each other. Can you imagine that, Gordy, if Chris was, y'all were in H-E-B and he just walking on the side away from you? And after you have to duck about seven or eight cans of peas being thrown at him, he'll move over. But sometimes we try to befriend people and put Jesus off to the side. I need to be invisible. And I know, I know it's, it's, a, it's a strong message. Uh, and I even get to tell you, there's a, there's a boy on Friday who had special needs, and they invite him into the, into the power program. This is why you were freaking me out for even texting me. Uh, and, and so they said he, he, he's... he's he, he's just Tori, he's just, we just feel like he's good for the program. And these two ladies had never seen uh, me act the way I was about to act before for six hours and do what I was about to do. They'd never seen it before. They'd seen pictures. But can this dude keep up with these 70 kids? Like, that's all you got? Like, you, come on now. Come on now. You're dealing with a grown man mentally, emotionally. 
it's not stature. <laughs> I'm grown, man. So we get in there and we started, and, I, and she goes, how you think it's going to be? How you think it's going to be? She got, the lady just was like, right here. I said, I think it's going to be what it's going to be. That's what I think. And I'm going to be fantastic. <laughs> You're going to get every dime you pay for. But we don't have to keep talking about it. Right? Because he's already here. And we can't send him home. And I don't know what... Uh, Autistic behavior he has, but today you're gonna see him act completely different. And, and sure enough, dude did. But anytime he did something great, they screamed like, like they weren't expecting it. They weren't expecting him to function in those activities. And even though he was functioning just fine, he was doing everything he needed to do, they were like. But then I talked about being burned by an iron when I was two years old. And then he caught me and he goes, see these? These are iron marks. So now they figured out why his mom probably is so protective. Where mine was an accident. His is possibly, possibly, possibly abuse. But he found something he could relate to the speaker. So if I'm the speaker running all of this, how much more did that give to him that's saying, well, we got something alike. Now I can do that. I see me now. Of course, he was over six feet, so he had to look <laughs> real small, coming itty-bitty packages. So the piece of that is that when we go and be around there and show them excitement, show them the potential, if they follow patterns of what God can do with them, even their scars, and they can relate to the scars, because he never would have heard it if I don't show up, and he never would have heard it if I don't speak up. He's like, I got one, too. And I said, so we can use it to tell our story, to be able to show the goodness of God. So we, we look at that part. So emotional idols will cause people to pursue what they feel more than the relationship with God. God's word is his word, and God is not going to be a liar just to please our emotion, even if it is for a friend. He's not going to be a liar. He's not going to turn into a liar. It's even, even where people will, will bring up the Bible, still too, they'll go like, what about the Levitical law where if you walk past an unclean person, they die? You're supposed to kill them. I said, so now you want to go get the Levitical law, which you don't believe the other chapters of it, by the way, but you want to try to pick and choose. And they go, well, you pick and choose. I go, that's absolutely right. I pick and choose, and I know why I pick and choose. Said, yeah, just like y'all looked up, that's exactly what they do. You pick and choose which verses you're going to believe? I go, yeah, I pick and choose. And let me tell you why I pick and choose those. Because Jesus died. He was my sacrifice. So I don't have to obey ceremonial laws anymore. He became a ceremony for me. Now, why are you picking and choosing? I think I want to pick another book. No, we did. We're deep in the Bible. You thought you had me. Let's roll. I'm going to tell you why I pick and choose that ceremonial law and, and the Jewish law around to sanctification, justification, and justification is just as if it never happened. When Christ died for me, he was my sacrifice. So I no longer have to go chase goats down so I can be forgiven of sin. Amen. Or be at one place and don't walk a thousand yards from it before night sunset. Or eat Ezekiel bread. Whatever it is they got you doing. Can't eat, no, I can eat shellfish now. They were like, what about all the sin? When someone brings up, and I'm trying to help us in our witness, I believe it's coming. But we got to be able to do it. Right? 
Peter when he tried to back off from the cloven-footed animals and you're not supposed to eat cloven-footed animals. God says, whatever I put on the table, it's blessed. Put some Tabasco and barbecue sauce on it and A1, A2, A3, B4 and eat it. Tenfold. Ten, that's you. you. That's you. You put that in my head last week. Justin, birthday boy. All right. So it's God's word. God's word is our strongest witness for our friends is the life that walks in Jesus's power uh, to break the curse of sin. Right. And so when we start talking about when God given us an opportunity to do what we needed to do. Uh, I, I mean, growing up, I, I throw these temper tangents and I get so mad. I say, I ain't going to eat. How long do you think that lasted? And my mom would say, once I put this food up, I dare you to go open the refrigerator. I dare you. Let's see how mad you are now. It was amazing how quickly my attitude turned around. I ain't going to eat. The minute I put this Tupperware on this, these potatoes, they are not to be open to the next day. I mean, just the most violent, calm threat I've ever been through in my life. But sometimes we want to act like, well, Jesus, I'm just not going to eat anymore if I didn't get my way. I'm just not going to eat your word. Anymore. I'm not going to believe anymore. And sometimes you're going to miss the mark of your freedom. So the only way I could break strongholds is I had to break them. I could no longer choose the same choices that my family choose before me if I'm going to break them. If I'm going to break them, I'll get some more miracles with me. She'll tell you, if any time somebody, somebody dies and they break out the alcohol to start drinking, let's go, let's get our stuff. We out. We out. Fifteen people we done put in the grave from cirrhosis of the liver, and that's how you're going to celebrate a death? They call me Togar. Togar, where are you going? Leaving. Why are you leaving? Because y'all drinking? Let, let, let's not get it mixed up. Y'all wants to drink. I gots to go. How about that? Anybody, know, anybody unsure why we leaving? <laughs> oh, I want to holler at you. Well, you didn't. Should have. Unhand that drink and maybe we can talk. They're like, man, you being judgmental. No, I'm not. I'm walking in what God called me to be. I'm walking in what they should be. I just think that's judgment. Okay, well, don't you stay there. You smell them. And it was. It, 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 it gets uncomfortable. And I love every minute of it. I, I, I'd love to tell y'all I don't like it when it ain't comfortable. Because oh. I know I've been around them when they do get going. When they get oiled up, what do they do? They get loud. Dominoes get thrown across the table. Cards get flipped all over the place. People may use the bathroom on themselves, depending on how oiled up they are. And I'm supposed to be embarrassed? Hope I do. Hope I do. All right? Well, you should stay there and witness. All right, well, I will someday. Not today. I do want us to make sure we understand that when God has called us to, I think it's just a time where loved ones and friends, they need to see us walking in that same faith, right? They were talking about, hey, you go go to happy hour. I had it this morning at 4.30 when I was praying. Couldn't get happier. Our strongest witness for friends is the life that walks in Jesus' 
Jesus' power to break the curse of sin. So God strengthens us to carry one another, and we become stronger in our carry when we honor his word. The only way I'm going to become strong is I got to honor the word of God. I got, if I don't honor the word of God, I'm going to be as weak as the people I'm hanging out with. See, because if they're more honorable to their sin than I am to God's word, I'm going to be more attracted to the power. Like, right? They got the power. Right? And I need to be as violent about my faith as they are violent about doing what they want to do. <laughs> even, even so, the, 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 what other friend of mine says, you're the only friend I have that believes in Jesus. You're the only one that believes that way. Yeah, I'm going to miss y'all. She goes, I just, she goes, I'm sad for you is what she said. And I, I said, God, I got to be released now. I know you ain't going to hold me back on this one. This is why this is softball. He says, get it. I said, I'm sad for you. You're going to go to hell and burn for eternity. Like, the one thing y'all won't say, because you don't want to run nobody off, but Jesus said, that, that is. Don't weep. I almost want to go, weep not for me. <laughs> but where you going is hell. You and all the friends you talked about, burning. Oh, and I, I took a deep breath. Like, I've been waiting to say that to you for years. And, and it got just like this, quiet. <laughs> it got just like this. And she goes, you really? Yeah. You said God doesn't exist. You are denying Christ. You're going to burn in hell. That makes me cry when I pray for you. But I also cry believing that you're going to change. She goes, I, I, I can't believe you just said that to me. I go, huh? Talk is cheap when the walk is weak. I'll be here tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. But she opened the door. I think God will give us those times, right? Weeping for me. Because I'm in heaven? Really, they think we're sad. They think there's something wrong with us. Luke chapter 9, verse 25 through 26. I almost fell back into our green room, our green sheet, uh, at filming at this point because I got excited and I sit on a stool when I'm doing it. <laughs> you, I noticed you moved that stool. The back of that stool don't hold up all of this. So I was all excited. I was like, yeah, go down. <laughs> we did good. We held it together. 9, 25 through 26 says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world? Not part of the world, the whole thing and nothing but the whole thing. You got the whole world. What can make your world better? What is the one thing that can make your world better? If you got all of that, yet lose or forfeit his very self. If anyone is ashamed of me and my, and here's the one I need y'all to read with me. Look at the board. Ashamed of me and my, thank you, Jesus. So a lot of times we say we love God, but we don't love his word. Or we'll lay, we're afraid to express it. How about that? Let me say that. I don't want to say all of it. His word, the son of man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the father and of the holy angels. 
Don't stop quoting the Bible. Don't stop talking about it. I'm not saying to make it your main thing, but if it, if it comes up, speak up. Talk about it. It's your faith. It's your belief. Don't have to let it go. You don't have to be rude. You have to be rude. <laughs> Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is outspoken. Salvation is much more than one-time confession. It is on display daily as a public witness for all to see. Right? Daily. Right? Our marriage was, went beyond the altar. Right? At that, that day a couple years ago. The church must stand firm on the word because if we start to deny the word so that the world will not be offended, it is actually being ashamed of Christ. What Jesus part, and I know there's, there's some out there, because I've been in there too, where it's like, man, I don't know if I want to say that. Like, obviously, with that friend of mine, I didn't want to say that she was going to hell just yet. That took a ballroom moment for God to make sure that the door was open properly. So that needs to happen. But when it was open, we had to walk in, not be ashamed of him and his words of him and his words can't be ashamed of that so it's just actually being ashamed of christ and i won't be ashamed of christ because then if i'm ashamed of him before man how is he going to be able to present me before the father now we're in a court of law right we're in a courtroom and and jesus is our advocate right can you imagine firing your lawyer who's trying to get you out of trouble was you like, don't believe nothing my lawyer said. Can you imagine they're trying to keep you from going to prison? You're like, don't believe nothing my lawyer say. All the witnesses are going to be like, oh, well, let's check him out. Who would do that? I think sometimes we get in that place where we're discrediting what Jesus is saying for us. He's our advocate. He's, doing, he's the one that's going to he's presenting us to the Father. Don't get rid of Christ. Don't get rid of your defense. Don't get rid of your belief. Don't get rid of the one who's trying to fight for you. Don't get rid of that. That's not what you want to do. You want to make sure that he stays there. So Jesus can't present us to the Father if we don't present him before all men. All right? God, I need you to present. I got some issues. God, I need to be presented before the Father. Okay, then you keep presenting me before everything in your life. And I can present you before the Father. You, you need a defense. You need a good defense attorney. You need someone defending you. You need someone on your side. And Jesus wants to be on our side, but we need to accept that side being for us, not against us. And when it's all said and done, if I reject him being my advocate, I try to do this on my own. If I try to represent myself, praise God, hallelujah, this is the last set of statements. When I'm representing me, I'm playing in the beginning, I created God and made him in my image. Right? I'm representing me. I do it my way. Right? That's not what God called us to do. He has a better way. Right? His ways are higher than my ways. Amen? All right. I told you that was my last point. Let's start. Slow it down. So as you bow your heads, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I just pray for the strength of God. No, no, no one knows my struggle, my conflict. But I do know this. You 
can take every one of those things and turn them into a great story. Maybe I haven't been as good as I needed to be up until this point, but I want to be better, just a little bit better than what I was. There are some people that need me to carry. There are some people that my faith can carry. I believe I know better. And I thank you, Lord God, for my turning to better at all times. No more am I going to be ashamed of your words. No more will I let my actions or or my setbacks make me ashamed of Jesus. I know you still love me, even though I may make some mistakes, even more I may fall short. I know, I know that I know that's why the voice of God keeps coming up inside of me that you love me. I thank you for that. I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you for continually letting me know you're fighting for me. And you're on my side when I feel like there's no one there to defend me. I did not have anyone there to defend me. But Lord, I have to go back and understand that you've always been there. You'll never leave me or forsake me. You are my defense. Love you, Lord, because more than anything else, I'm trying to love and be loved. And it has been an absolute struggle when I don't love myself. So Lord, I just received the ability and received the authority to love myself so I can be a blessing to others. Love the word so I can share that word with others. And Lord God, that my mind begins to settle on the things of God. I'm facing an impossible situation. I'm literally paralyzed in my ability to fix this current situation, just like the man was paralyzed. I need my friends, I need the body of Christ to carry me this day. I'm weak in my faith. The weak say, I'm strong. I, I can't do it, God. I can't fix it. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I've tried everything. But Lord, I see the body of Christ. Even if it's just us in this room, we're two or more gathered together in his, in his name. There he is in the midst. It's touching anything. It's carrying you up. Whatever you can't believe for, we're believing with you. We're, we're presenting you before God. And they can't, if your faith is, is invisible, ours is visible. Let us believe God over you. And you'll be stretched out before Jesus. And your sins are forgiven, as he said. Rise, take up this situation and walk. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Thank you for our witness. Thank you for us being strong. We love our friends. We don't want to see them go to hell. We don't want to see them. And we, we know they may be caught up, but Lord God, we can't agree with them just going to hell. So Lord God, give us the words to say. Give us the proper wisdom. Give us the right way to say it. Help us with our frame that they can get the picture and not be offended but be show and receive the love. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. I, 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 you know, at, there are just times I hope um, that um, this was hard enough to where it makes you remember it. Sometimes I just hope that it was just offensive enough to make you remember it. I, I love it being come to a place of when I don't know what to do, being able to, Lean on someone who does know what to do. So let's, let's, I, I want us to make sure we do that. I, I just believe, and from what all I've seen, especially last week and what I'm about to fly into tomorrow, that there's, it's just a world is trying to talk, still away our faith and still away our hope, but, but we're, not, we're not doing that. Amen. All right, Chris, we ready out there? All right, we got some juice for you guys and some, uh, I just remade Jalapeno Ranch just because it was a hit last time. So made it this time and some hummus. <laughs> Chris has put it out there for us. 
Uh, so y'all try the stuff. Get you some drink and why don't you stop me? Why, why do you let me continue to go on? Okay. Um, and also make sure that we celebrate Justin because today is his birthday. Uh, <laughs> 